1: Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to... A new episode of In Soccer We Trust. I am your host again today, Heath Pierce, alongside Charlie, Chuck Waggon Davies, and of course our friend Jimmy Conrad. That's going to be dialing in straight from Doha, giving us all the latest to the lowdown of this upcoming U.S. Men's National Team game against Iran. Now, Charlie, you just got off the plane, uh, <laughs> but but I know you've been dialed into to, to everything. Um, obviously, off the plane from New York, not necessarily from Doha. But how are you doing? How are you feeling right now?
2: I'm feeling good. I'm uh, especially with the game tomorrow, I'm so confident in this group to, to get the job done. What about you? How do you feel about everything?
0: Yeah, I mean,'m I'm, 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 I'm starting to get that nervousness, right? Where we mm-hmm. knew that time, there was a finite amount of time we were going to be in the group stages. It doesn't matter how it went, but we're still in it till now. and now there's 90 minutes, right? And there's some circumstances and it's kind of gamified now where we know that Iran can can, can draw and we have to beat them. Uh, in order to qualify for the next round. There's also a potential to even winning the group based on certain circumstances. But like you said, I'm I'm confident in this group. I think they believe and understand that the, 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 the magnitude of this match. I think that second match showed them as much as it showed us what they're capable of doing and how they're capable of playing against anybody in the world. Now, because we didn't get a result, I think there's still that chip on the shoulder and less so had we gotten one against... Yeah, obviously circumstances would be different had we beat England... But I, I think there's still that hunger there of still something left to prove as opposed to being like, hey, we've arrived on the stage and that potential for, for maybe uh, not playing up to, to their full potential. Um, looking at this game, though, obviously so much to play into it, right? We've talked about it. We've talked it to death since summer, probably uh, around who's our nine, Timothy wea we want to see him there. We want to get that chance. We had all these opportunities leading up. We never put him into that position. And now World Cup starts. You see this movement from him. You see that just the, his dynamic ability to be up top. Do you think that we are living in that dream world, or uh, that 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 we just want to see that and it's and it's too late? Or do you think there's actually a potential that he's gonna he's gonna uh,
2: play up there? I think it's just at this moment in our dreams. <laughs> I, I don't see him going to to weigh it now. Um, considering he had the, the the prime opportunity to do it after after uh, Wales and, and Timothy Wea's goal, just fantastic run. And Hadji Wright was even less impactful than Josh Sargent. So given that you know you're, you you need to win, you need to score goals against um, Iran in this final game, I think he's going to go back to Josh Sargent. I don't see Jesus Ferreira coming out of nowhere to start in this game if he hadn't has not been involved whatsoever uh, up until this point. So I think it's Josh Sargent. Although if I were the manager, Timothy Wea would get the the nod at nine and then Brennan, Ar- Brennan Aronson would get the start at that right wing position. You you need to get as many players who are comfortable on the ball as possible, dynamic players, people uh, players who, who make good movement, runs, I think we we haven't seen Gio Reyna as much as we all would have hoped be, uh, because he's just not fit. I would assume that's the only reason because it's definitely not quality. Well,
0: Charlie, you you and I got got some rogue text messages about uh, about no we circumstances and comments we, we, made.
2: We did not. We yeah. definitely did not.
0: We did not. But if if we had, you know, there's a lot of talk around Eric Winaldo's comments and 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 referencing uh, uh, Gio Reyna's father and and Claudio Reyna, for those that don't know, and, and what's going on with him. And then there's the other side that I'm hearing from people within the camp or close to the camp saying that these guys are being monitored 24 hours a day, right? They are under uh, incredible supervision, not just in the time that they spend off the field, but on the field that shows everything. They have these full scopes of, of their bodies and where they're at mentally, mentally, physically, emotionally. And so I think we'll find out more about all of that in the near future. But like you said, he hasn't been used so far, I'd love to see Gio Reyna get a, a longer run. I'd love to see Brendan Aronson get a longer run. But starting up top, I guess we'll work up top all the way to the back because mm-hmm. I think that's where the m- real potential for change is. What makes you think he's going to go back with, with Sargent? Because, if I, I mean, I, I, I get there's a comfort there. I, I don't think there was an overwhelmingly positive performance. I haven't seen him have a huge performance um, for, for this national team in, in a good bit, though he has been in decent form. Uh, at the club level. I mean, what is it about his game? Assuming, and, and I know that you kind of balked at the idea that that Iran are going to sit back and, and withstand pressure because we did see that they were I, capable of I, playing I, I higher up the field, that. winning the ball.
2: I don't think they're just going to sit back. You I think Carlos Kiros managing this group, the expectations were let's defend uh, for 90 minutes against England. Maybe we get lucky here or there. It went completely south. No one believed in it. It wasn't, it wasn't practical. They got punished for it. At Mm -hmm. at the end, they started to open up. They got two goals. And so they carried that momentum with them against Wales, which was much more uh, aggressive, uh, a drastic change from from the match against England and the tactics uh, in the match against Wales. They were throwing numbers forward in transition. They were pressing at times. They waited for uh, a player to get on the ball, and then they would go. Uh, Chris in, in in particular, I don't think he's best with the ball at his feet, as soon as he touched the ball, it was the trigger, go. And I think for us, it's going to be the same thing when Walker Zimmerman touches the ball. Tim Ream, he defers to Tim Ream when it comes to building out of the back. And Tim Ream has done a good job of picking the right players and playing between the lines versus playing out wide and making the safe play versus trying to put it in the channel or give the center forward a chance to bring it down. Walker Zimmerman is either giving it right to Tim Ream or he's playing that five-yard pass. An easy pass. He's not trying to make the game. There have been times, especially in England, where he's so dependent on that five yard ball that he would play it to Tyler Adams in, in poor positions, which which led to a turnover where England uh, were able to counter and obviously didn't nothing came of it. But it was a dangerous opportunity. Those are the moments that I think Iran are looking at this match saying, hey, we're going to press Walker's room when he gets the ball. And then if they do have that bad moment, that bad pass in, in the middle third, we're throwing numbers four because we cannot defend for 90 minutes and think we're going to advance. They know that. So the U.S. have to be smart in the way they approach. They can't be all out, gung-ho aggressive, but there has to be a, a more, more of a drive to take shots at goal, more ch- uh, chance creations because we have not seen that enough.
0: Okay. So, you know, obviously, we've got these stats up there. For those of you who are watching this live um, in Group B, this is the third meeting between uh, Iran and the United States, uh, the first since 2000. Uh, the U.S. Are, are, are winless in both those meetings at a draw and a loss. And then, you know, uh, U.S. will qualify to the round of 16 uh, with a win against Iran. Uh, Charlie, for you, looking at this match, is it going to come down to... I, I understand collective performance, right? Uh, we we mm-hmm. saw that against England. But is it going to come down to what part of the field is going to have to be better for us—the the attack or 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 the defense? That what's it going to come down to or there? That you think is going to get this result against Iran? Is it going because we've we've mm-hmm. yet to see our we, we've seen some fluidity at times in our attack, mm-hmm. but we've yet to see this attack really come to life. Like you said, the combination play in and around the box, that sort of risk taking. That leads to the ultimate reward of scoring goals or playing what I feel is more open and free. And then on the flip side, we've seen a mixed uh, bag between the U.S. For long periods, very solid defensively. And then at times, uh, especially in our first game, uh, a little bit later in the game, kind of opening up and giving up space behind us. I mean, what's what's your overall take on this?
2: I think defensively, we've far exceeded my expectations, at least, yeah. uh, of this group, especially against England. Harry Kane was is not one hundred percent, and and that showed. But it's still Harry Kane, right? But Saka, Raheem Sterling, not to mention, yes, Jack Grealish, uh was still able to come in, and, and that was the decision Gareth Southgate went. Although I probably would would have went with Phil Foden, and and Marcus Rashford came into the game. I I think Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream have done a fantastic job, uh, of of delegating who who should step who should drop who plays out of the back you have to give a ton of credit to what tim Reem has added to this team it, he brings a consistency he brings uh that leadership uh, and and it's evident tim um i look at matt turner's uh, big stop the one chance that mason mount had it's a massive uh, save I don't think he gets a, a, a lot of credit because uh, they think it was a kind of a routine save. It's not because it's very easy. A keeper can get caught cheating to that far post because we've seen Mason Mount uh, hit some spectacular goals from that distance to the far post curling. And instead he stayed honest. He stayed true and was able to read that and not give up a rebound. So from the back line perspective, even Sergio Dest defending, Heath, you have to be impressed with, how he's been able to pick up the right positions. You know, yes, there have been a couple of times where he maybe was caught uh, uh, a step or two uh, off. But ultimately, Anthony Robinson and Sergio Des aligned with Tim Ream and Walker's Zimmerman. It's been pretty spot on. The first half against Wales, phenomenal. And for a majority of the game against England, you have to be very pleased with us defensively. It's still yeah. the attacking third for us. We're, yeah. We get that one goal from Tim, um, Timothy Wea phenomenal it's the one touch two touch lay it off through ball and you're you're saying great awesome we haven't seen that that's something I love to see but it was one time and then you get the service in the England game but no goals to can we can we have a game where we're seeing the through balls we're seeing the whipped in crosses we're seeing dangerous set pieces against England there's also the one pick play where Walker Zimmerman came to the back post he he's got he's alone but Harry Maguire was was on point and read it and was able to clear it. But that's something we hadn't seen. Some some trickery on the set pieces, good movement. So I am so encouraged with this group. They just have to figure out different ways and be obviously consistent with with the different ways to break down a, a difficult Iran group. And it's always gonna come from the wing. That's where they leave so much space. They clog up the middle, they block it up. It's the outside backs that have to get forward in whipping these balls and runs like West McKinney will be very effective against Iran.
0: Well, let's bring on uh, our special guest, Jimmy Trashcan Conrad, who I'm sure oh, is pacing he's here. back let's and go. forth outside somewhere. There he is. He's pacing. <laughs> I knew he was pacing back and forth. You know, he's listening to Charlie on, on his soapbox, you know, out on Preacher's Corner, giving us the lowdown I, I was, for this US. But this Jimmy, like, uh, what's going on with you? I was
3: just happy to be on Charlie Davies' show. This is really nice. Yeah. Not <laughs> Me annoying. too, Jimmy. You yeah, know what? I just tee him up,
0: <laughs> I, I set him up, and he knocks him down. Jimmy, what, what's going on out your way? Obviously, we've got a lot to talk about for this US Iran preview. We've got some controversies to talk about, but I mean, what's the overall mood? Obviously, you're, you're around a bunch of our former teammates uh, with the national team. I mean, what's, what's the sentiment and feeling going into this upcoming match?
3: Yeah, I would say that uh, the mood is good. Everybody's excited for this one. I know there's a lot of, and I'm sure you've already discussed it, some controversy around press conferences and flags and all that type of stuff. I mean, I know the players, from what I understand, are just ready to play. It's what they're focusing on, and I'm sure it's the same for Iran. What I'm catching is that we're going to see a lot of the same lineup choices that we've seen before. The only thing that's up for discussion, apparently, is the front three. Now, I think we could sit here and say that Pulisic and Timo are going to be locks. Why would you take them out? Why is there any reason to take them out? Unless you felt like they had some type of injury concern. Maybe there's some yellow card concern, but I don't even know if the yellow card even no. play into it. You just want to win the game and get out of the group yeah. and figure it out from there. So really, for me, it's just the number nine. Do you go with Haji Wright? Do you go with Josh Sargent? No. Or do you go with the player that I think is probably the best at creating his own shot, and that is Jesus Ferrer. Uh, I, I, at this point, it seems like there might be some method to the madness in terms of their strikers and what they thought and how it was going to play out. We're going to see a low block from Iran. They only need a draw. Uh, they seem like they're up for this one in particular. I think that uh, for better or for worse, we gave them some bulletin board material. And, and whether they want to use it or not, Croatia used it to great effect against uh, Canada last night. I don't think it's as severe. Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. But I just think that um, we're going to see a very similar lineup. So that's really all I'm hearing. And everybody's been pretty positive and they're ready to go. So I don't know how you guys feel about it, or who you'd like to see in that number nine, given our
2: opponent. But I'm curious I kind of want to um, see Hazers Ferreira. I'm curious, Jimmy. I, I know it makes sense to have qualities of a player like Jesus Ferreira, someone who can, you know, drop in, try and pull some center backs with him, create some space for for himself, but he hasn't played in any of the two matches. In the past two months, he hasn't been effective for FC Dallas. So how how does that go into this match? Is it a man where no, just hope that he's in form? You you hope that he's 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 match fit and sharp. Because he, he's he been out for an extended amount of time, and on top of that, hasn't really grabbed the position with both hands, even though yeah, we, we no, probably all thought he, he would be um, getting more playing time than he has.
3: No, no, no. Charlie, you're great. I think that's a great point. And I think it gets back to something that I say a lot, which is hoping players will play well, as opposed to knowing that they're going to play well. And so I guess if that's part of the conversation, then Jesus Ferrer isn't really a logical choice. <clears throat> I would say that it's either Josh Sargent or Haji Wright. And I'd still, though, fall back on, well, which one of those two is the best at creating chances on their own? Josh which Sargent. One of those two is enough at creating that little half space. where Okay, even if it's not a shot, it's creating a passing lane so that if Timawaya is making a run from outside yeah. to in or Christian Pulisic's coming in, or if they can see that layoff pass to somebody that's running through you know, that's going to be, or to Weston McKinney, who's, who's, you know, skipping into the attacking third. I mean, that, Jimmy, that's the that, player that we need.
0: Yeah. I mean, on that though, like, I know you're saying Josh Sargent, Charlie, but there were a few moments that I thought Haji Wright was, was, was dynamic, right. On the ball, willing to at least take somebody on, try to create an angle for a shot, those types of things. I didn't expect him to do that period. Right. I thought this guy was going to ch- run channels and that was about it. But, but he, he did surprise me in some of those ways that I do think that he's capable of getting involved and getting into the mix but you still lean towards Josh Sargent in this case Charlie
2: for me I didn't see enough from Haji Wright to, to even get be considered for the starting role uh, against Iran he wasn't he wasn't dangerous he he didn't show any glimpse to me that would show there there's hope in terms of getting on the ball and being proactive and hard runs and pulling defenders out of space he, he wasn't doing that there were it was almost like, hey, what's you gotta get you gotta get going? What what are you waiting yeah. for? This is England. Josh Sargent at least made runs, hard runs, didn't get the ball most of the time, but made hard runs, had that near post uh header that came off the outside of the bar that you thought, okay, here it goes, and then the hold-up play to get Christian the ball on, on the build up to the goal. It, and there was also various moments within the game where the ball was played to him. He either brought it down with his chest, he, he controlled it, and kept it for the team. Those are the moments I can think of where Iran's going to give you the chance to play to your striker. It's on him to hold the ball because someone will come up right behind him and get a chest into him, get a, get a, a shoulder into him, a forearm. Can he hold the ball up and bring the attacking players into the play? I think he can, but again, I think... Tim, Timothy Weah would be the best choice for that nine position considering he'll stay high. He will keep Iran from bringing the line higher up the field cuz you're not afraid of Josh Sargent's pace. He's not going to beat you from midfield or or, or just a, a few yards in. Timothy Weah can. And so when you have that space, he will be able to get behind defenders on quick service if someone wants to cross and cross early which will be very effective against Iran. We don't have that player, so if you have Timothy Way there, that allows you to bring on Brent, Brandon Aronson from the start and bring on Gio Reyna much earlier in the game, let's say the 60th minute than the 80 85th minute of the game.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm going to jump in and say, and this is for everybody in the In Soccer We Trust community, that our resident number nine, Charlie Davies, is very perceptive because I had people that I trust that were at the game when Haji Wright was was starting for us against England and they were saying a lot of the same things. He just isn't doing enough. He's not being as dangerous as he could be. He's not threatening the back line. He's not pulling them in spaces to open up space for other people. So I, I agree. And with that John was and Jimmy, by started. the
0: way, and that was on a day that that Weston McKinney was much more connected to that top line, right? When you're against Agreed. Wales, I, I thought Sargent was much more isolated and had to figure out more, more to do. Agreed. But in a game like that, where we actually had players trying to go forward, it, it, it makes a big difference. Sorry, continue, continue your, your your. No, talk.
3: no, no. And the, the other thing that that it has been really interesting in this particular World Cup, and You know i'm watching every single game so this is a big theme. but super subs they're coming on and making a difference and i would argue that that's what hasn't helped us and it's not necessarily the players it's it's what time they're coming on maybe the situation and that is where i think we're we're struggling a bit i i reference today where vincent abubakar came on for cameroon they're down 3-1 now vincent abubakar is 30 31 years old he's been around he's got i don't know 90 plus caps for cameroon and He comes on in the 55th minute and now for somebody that's experienced or even our younger players you get to sit on the bench and watch for 45 50 minutes 55 minutes and you get to pick up on little things that you're seeing that hey if i was in that game this is what i would do in these situations i think i can hurt them like this you have that ability if you're paying attention and not dicking around on the bench where where you can kind of identify a couple areas where you can exploit. And I thought Abubakar probably saw that and bang, bang, he has a goal and an assist. But if they would have brought him in and say the 75th minute, does he can he really get into the flow of the game? Can he really try to establish himself in a meaningful way? And that's where
2: I say we need to be
3: more thoughtful. Yeah, and, and obviously but, the longer but, the game goes 0-0 against Iran, then then that's when that change has to – and even if our team is playing well, it doesn't mean that we can't add another piece to it to, to – just to spice it up a little bit, try to enliven it, just to get that spark that we need. I,
2: I will say, Cameroon were in a different position; they're down three-one, right? I agree. I agree. They, I, they, agree.
3: They, it,
2: it's desperation time. It's now or never. Throw everything, and, and that plays into the role. Now, for the U.S., sure. you could easily say, "Hey, we're nil-nil or we're one-nil down against Iran. We know we have to win. You're taking off a center back. You know that Taremi and Azmoon." maybe Asmund doesn't even have the legs to, to do it because he wasn't match fit coming into this, dealing with a calf injury. He's going to give everything he has, but maybe that's not enough. Maybe he doesn't have that much to give. And so you, you say, Hey, we're going to take off one center back, throw on, you know, Gio Reyna early or take off, you know, whether it's, you know, Brandon Aronson, who's not playing well, or, or one of those defenders and you throw throwing on, whether it's Gio Reyna, Brennan Aronson, Josh Sargent and that's when something can happen. You're playing with two strikers, there's more people, um you know, more options and you need chance creation. That's what this comes down to. We we have corner kicks, we have set dead balls, set pieces. We're not we're not getting goals off that. In this game, that I feel like that's going to it's going to come down to one set piece, one cross. That's how we're going to win this game. They give you crosses, they give you corner kicks. It's on us on them to come up with that magic moment, and and we have the players to do it. Weston Kinney, Walker Zimmerman, they do it. They've done it for their clubs. Now they have to do it for this country in these moments.
3: Yeah, no, well, I agree you with know. you. I, th- I sorry, Heath. I got two minutes, and then I got to bounce. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna yeah. can before, I can Before
2: before the can tower turns, yeah. To please, your
3: time to me. Can you yes, see yes, time? please, please,
0: <laughs> okay,
2: please. Good. I, sure. I, sure.
3: Just <laughs>
0: grab it right here <laughs> through my camera, and, and you can have it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right. All right. I'm going to take, listen, I agree with you, Charlie. It's going to take one moment. I I think if we're going to win this game, it's going to be one zero. I think Iran's going to make it very difficult. We cannot allow them to score first. They're very good at sitting back. If they get that one, it's going to be hard for us to score two when we haven't scored two yet in this whole tournament. So scoring first or keeping it zero zero and trying to sting them on a, on a set piece. I could see that definitely happening and i would welcome it because we haven't scored on a set piece in quite some time but we have to be up for the fight first iran is going to be out there and they're going to make us earn it they're not going to hand us anything and the sooner that we can accept that because sometimes you go out there and you think all right the pressure's on them or whatever it is to, to kind of get yourself with the right mindset but we have to go out there and earn it. And so <laughs> that's it.
2: That's hey, Jimmy, how are your legs right now? Because you've yeah, been like, on the right stance My quads for, are on
3: fire right now. For listen, about 20 listen, minutes. I got a little tiny table. That's the only way I can keep it steady for you guys. Trash can. Trash can is, needs, yeah. a, needs, needs a lot of help over here. My yeah, yeah. chiropractor. I can see your Anyway, I love you guys. I love in soccer we trust. I love you, Heath and Charlie. I love this audience. And I love the U.S. men's national team. Let's go kick Iran's ass. Let's go. I'll see you guys afterwards.
0: Later all right jimmy is out of here charlie just to pick that up you know one of the thoughts that i that that, that i had was you know how when you get in these big games right where this matches of consequence and you try to psych yourself in to these games of saying hey be patient be patient like we have plenty of time what i don't want to see right what and, and what i saw again around the 24th minute or so against england was the u.s come to life this idea that like oh we can play with urgency We can match up with them with that intensity. We can play with the, we can have possession with the purpose. We can go forward. We could take risks. I just saw basically our our little babies grow up right in front of us in that Mm -hmm. moment. And then you saw this strung out period where they were so good. What I wanna see, and sometimes you know, Charlie, the whole goal in any international match, because the intensity is high, the speed of the game is high, is to just get the game to settle down, right? You want it to settle down so you can play a little bit or do what you do best. And sometimes it could be a half. It could be 60 minutes before that happens. But the U.S. was able to do that against England by the 20th minute or so. And I want to see that against Iran. Okay, if Iran wants to defend really well, we got to defend really well. But I want to see that sort of – that risk from the beginning instead of it being, you know, this like slow methodical chess of like we're going to get our chance. Let's try to finish it like we're playing away in CONCACAF. I want to see that intensity from the start to say, hey, you know what? we're going to make Iran respect us from the very beginning of this game, right? They're going to fear the fact that we're going to try to score in the first minute. We're going to try to score in the 10th minute. We're going to try to score in the 30th minute, not just try to play conservative to where Iran makes a mistake and we capitalize on that. I want that. fear. I mean, do you feel, do you want to come out different than that? Or, or how are you looking at this game in terms of not just, cr- cr- like you said, a moment of brilliance that we're going to get our goal from, but sometimes that moment of brilliance comes from that momentum shift where you go, okay, I can feel something's coming and it's not just against mm-hmm. the run of play.
2: In this game, we want to see the same intensity levels that we saw against England. If you if they do that, if they bring that and no respect, closing down Iran, not giving them time, they're going to try and just play it forward to Azmoon and, and Taremi and hope that something magic happens from, from that partnership. Whether it's, you know, maybe them playing off of one each one another, getting a corner kick, getting a set piece, they're gonna go down, try and win those fouls around the box in the attacking third. The, that's the way I expect Iran to play. And and they bomb forward with with their their winger, with their outside midfielders. They they get forward, they try and create. Those are the times where I want to see us win the ball and be aggressive. Just like they are. When they win the ball, there's no hesitation. They go directly towards goal. We need to do the same thing. It's got to be quick. Now, if we score early, then it's getting into the half into the attacking half, like we did against England and keeping the ball. That was what was so that got me so hyped. I, I got so much juice. I'm so motivated because of how they controlled the tempo against England. And it was our midfield that absolutely dominated the English uh, midfield. They, they, set the, yeah. they set the tone. If we can do that against Iran, allow our midfield again to, to win all those challenges and then to be direct, trying those chance creation is, is going to be massive in this game. And that's why I think Brandon Aronson has to start because Gio Reyna – is not is, is not starting. You, you don't go from playing ten minutes to all the, all of a sudden starting. I think he's going to come in much sooner in this game, and that's awesome because we know how gifted he is, and he's playing with that chip on his shoulder. But we need more chances. We need more more, more shots from outside, and the crosses when they do come, we got to finish. But I, I'm excited. I think I think we know exactly what needs to be done to win this game.
0: That's well said. Well, Charlie, look before we take our quick break, I got to say to everybody that's uh, a loyal. Listener, a loyal yes. watcher of this show. If you want to support the show, then use that QR code that's up in the top right corner of your screen, and uh, or, or the link that's in the episode description, and go to the In Soccer We Trust store because we're feeling generous. Use the code Soccer Twenty at checkout to get twenty percent off your entire order. I've got, I finally got my, I got a hoodie, I got a long sleeve, I got a short sleeve. And it is comfy. And I've even worn it a few times. I wore it uh, in L.A. And, and and people gave a few shout outs. So I rep this George, uh, podcast, too, the show you? with pride. We'd love it. So go and get yourself um a uh, some some merchandise from the store. Soccer 20 for a 20% discount. Charlie, you what are you going to say? got some jorts too, no? Yeah, for you sure. You
2: some nice Nice jorts.
0: I got some jorts. The jorts are sold out on the site, so you're going to have to stay <laughs> tuned when, when we get more of that <laughs> denim back in the new year. But for now, you can catch the hoodies, the T-shirts, and all that type of merch. But we're going to take our first and only break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about the controversies surrounding this match and some of the things that have gone down in the press conferences that's gone down with U.S. soccer on the social uh, media side of things, as well as continue to break down uh, this matchup. So don't go anywhere.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason
0: Kelly. From Bloomberg. welcome back everybody it is just charlie chuck wagon davies and i heath pierce for the rest of the show jimmy conrad is on location in doha in qatar covering all of the games and we appreciate his insight but is only available uh for some moments with us so we appreciate him coming on but charlie you and i from here on out let's let's shift our focus a little bit over to um the, 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 we'll, we'll use Tyler Adams as the example. Now, before we get to the Tyler Adams press conference, I'm going to give a little bit of context of what happened, right? So U.S. Soccer makes a post on social media, uh, leaving part of the Iran uh, Iran um, flag out, the emblem within, within the flag. They come out with a statement saying this was a 24-hour show of solidarity to, to the people of Iran or to the women of Iran. Uh, it creates this big, huge storm, right? We now mm-hmm. come to find out later on, The players, the staff, nobody was aware of this happening. They weren't aware. They weren't asked about it. Um, The U.S. government haven't been asked about it for obviously because this was a social media uh, type of thing, and it's led to this incredible, incredible storm where it's uh, what I other thought what 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 I otherwise thought was going to be this solidarity moment between the U.S. and Iran going into this because it was based around human rights now being this divisive thing that everybody has an opinion on for a number of reasons. So. Just to talk about a little bit, uh, Tyler Adams then gets uh, asked these questions in a press conference that are very direct, very uh, aggressive, very sort of one-sided, and, and he handles them with, with incredible class, right? And like uses it as an education. Yeah, that's and again, that's a great shout. You know, the, the idea of the captain that we want, this guy that's this young, is able to take something in a, in a live press conference, in front of the world to be able to handle something like that the way that he has, if you haven't seen it, we've actually got some 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 audio here or video from it. We're gonna roll that for you guys so you can just have some context and then we'll discuss it on the other end. So if we've got that ready, let's go ahead and roll that.
1: My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Um, yeah, that being said, You know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, You know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures and kind of assimilate into different cultures, is that in the U.S. we're we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. You know, growing up for me, I was I, I grew up in a in a white family with an obviously an African American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures and I, I was a very very easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously, it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of, of your country. So. Um, um, yeah, it, it's a it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing.
0: Really well said there. Uh, uh, Charlie, and obviously for anybody that's that's listening and or watching the, the, the at the beginning, Tyler Adams calls Iran Iran. and it's a common mispronunciation of it. I grew up with a lot of Iranian people, so I, I, I was fortunate enough to be educated in that. But Tyler Adams uses this as a learning moment, Charlie. Uh, to say, you just taught me something. And even in the face of being asked an aggressive question, because the journalist says, let's for once and for all get the pronunciation right. <clears throat> Not but in a way of a saying, of oh, people, and by the way, it wasn't like that. It was aggressive. He came a, after him.
2: A lot of people, I, 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 I haven't heard many people pronounce it right, uh, to right. be honest.
0: So And so, yes. Charlie uses. I mean, I mean, Tyler uses it as a learning moment and he's able mm-hmm. to look that person in the eyes and say, basically, I appreciate you for that. Talks about the progress happening in the U.S. I mean, just for you, how did you take all of this and and obviously speak a little bit about what it's like to be uh, uh, sort of under the microscope perhaps for something that you aren't to blame for, but are having to sort of be the responsibility or the face for Because I know within your career you've had to step up in a number of these types of moments, maybe not a, 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 as comparable to this, but, but what it takes to be such a good leader like Tyler Adams.
2: <clears throat> you have to be composed and thoughtful and and just know that you're the perspective that you have to take accounts for everyone and that's what he's doing as a captain he's saying let me answer the questions for the group that's why i'm the captain i'm the representative of not only this this team but you also put in a bigger context i'm representing our country i i'm the leader i'm the one speaking uh responsibly for the, the men and women and the children of of our country and so I think the way he was able to uh, not react to that question, because I, I did feel it was antagonistic, the way he he, he asked. He tried to get a, almost a reaction out of Tyler Adams, uh, one that is not from a, a, a place of positivity. And Tyler just came at him with, with grace. And you, you have to have gratitude in the way that you approach um, the game, the way that you approach people, respect and dignity. Tyler is the perfect player to highlight what we are about: hardworking, determined, understanding, and willing to grow. I think that's what is so um, great to 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 see from this team is is as young as they are. And believe me, we know they're young. We hear all the damn time, "This is the youngest team," this and this is the younger team that. And it, all, at the end of the day, you got to go out there and perform, no matter what your age is. Mm-hmm. But they are trying to learn as much as they as they can and be better for it and the willingness to learn and to adapt, not to be stuck in your ways, not to think you have all the answers. And that's what we've seen from this young group is saying, Hey, we might be doing a lot of things uh, as a, f- for, as a first in in terms of the U S men's national team, all these players playing champions, League got one time, you know, none of them having real men's national team senior uh, experience, but they're just growing and they're learning and they're using it to their benefit. They improve. They shocked the world with that performance against England. I know they shocked the, most of the United States fans because England are the powerhouses. They are World Cup favorites, one of the World Cup favorites. They're a strong team. We outplayed them. We were the better team after 90 minutes. Can you, can you imagine? We were the better team after 90 minutes. Not a question. Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and Tyler Adams dictated the game. Out of all yeah. of those players... So for me, I am so proud of Tyler Adams because I know him personally. We have a great relationship and just seeing him grow and seeing how he wants to be. He wants the best for our country. He wants the best for our sport. I'll at your boy, that top man. And and so um, just from that standpoint, it doesn't get better uh, from a captain. I've seen a lot of captains. You've seen a lot of captains who who don't have that class, who don't have that that mindset, Um and, and he absolutely does. So,
0: Yeah. Prax. Look, and, and, and again, with Tyler Adams in that situation, we talk about team building, right? And we talk about coaches that have thrown players under the bus that, and the effect that has on locker rooms. Jimmy talked about 2006 when Bruce Arena went out and, 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 and publicly you know, went after a few of the players and the effect that it had on the players in the locker room in terms of trust, of, of, of not being able to come back from that. That was a building moment for the team. And what I see there is, is is a team that's maturing individually and collectively. And for them to be able to come out of that, we're talking about this. The whole media is talking about this. But one thing that's come out right now is the conversation that we're having about Tyler Adams, about this team, what they stand for, and what that means. And that is a building block of building this team. And I know this is off the field. A lot of this is political. I think uh, the the intentions, while while I, I, I believe – uh, a little bit uh, naive, very naive on U.S. soccer's part, and and probably idiotic given the context of everything uh, like that. The intentions of of supporting um, the the women of Iran and 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 what that means, as well as the, the the right to peacefully protest in Iran. I think all of that has the right intentions. That I think a lot of the Iranians, as well as the U.S. players, can all agree upon. Now with this team, though, I think there is a belief. I think the way that they handled that. Uh, I think that the way that Tyler Adams handled that shows the maturity of this group and what they're willing to do. And again, I know that's off the field. It's not necessarily a motivator, but it is a sign of the maturity of this team. That sometimes we don't give them credit for, right? The young guys, they don't have the experience. They've never been there before. They've never been in a World Cup. All the things that we were going to say, well, if this team failed, we'd at least say 2026, we're ready. But this team is ready. And now they're a win away from going to the knockout rounds. And a fantastic result or a fantastic performance against England now gives me hope on how they can play and get a result against Iran to be able to go to the round of 16. Now Charlie, looking at that to, sh- to shift back to, to the game itself. Do you think it's going to come down to as Jimmy mentioned the super subs or in-game management? Do you think it's uh, do you I think hope this not. team is now
2: what's that? <laughs> I said I hope not. Heath. I I hope we can, don't Can have we to score rely multiple goals? Subs? Can we
0: can we win comfortably or 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 do we need to suffer and have it be a little bit more Kankakafi where it's like, ah, oh, it doesn't really settle down, but we're going to get our set piece." bang that in and then, and then defend like hell.
2: I can tell you one thing we have the quality to beat Iran without needing the substitutions to come in and change the game. We have that quality. It depends on a, lo- a number of things. Can we create that space in front of the Iran Iranian backline or just behind it and expose them and get that o- early goal? An early goal will change this game and flip it upside down because then Iran will have to change their whole approach, their tactics. And, and for us, that plays right into our hands. Come at us. We'd we, we love to counter you and not have to work, think about how to break you down. The more space you give us, the more chances that we can create. I think we've struggled when teams have sat back against us. We've seen it in CONCACAF. Te- when teams sit back in rigid blocks and make and give us little to, to no space in behind, we we struggle with finding a solution. We f- we struggle with the creativity of the game.
0: When to if, take risks is a big deal too. Within that,
2: so uh, in my in my mind, I've always said Gio Reyna is one of those special players who can come up with that magic moment. <laughs> whether it's playing a one-two or beating a player off the dribble, uh, doing it, you know, his vision. Those are the players you want on the pitch. However, since he hasn't played that much. I don't think he's going to start in this game, even though at full fitness, we all know he's a star in this team. That's without a doubt. But I think he comes in and he has the ability to be that super sub for us, given the game isn't going the way that, that we, we want.
0: And, and I guess looking at the, the team, is Tyler Adams still your most important player going into this ga- going into this game as well?
2: I, I think Tyler Adams is always going to be the, the most important player um, in terms of just hit his ability to cover, but probably in this game, I'm going to go with Christian Pulisic. Christian, I-, I thought against England, took a huge step forward. He was much more active and involved in the attacking third. You know, <laughs> the, the, the the shot where he hit it off the the crossbar. Uh, that's that's what we want to see: taking players one v one, getting in the box. If he can be the, the player that the U.S. knows he can be and breaking down op- opponents and getting those goals. We've seen him do it on uh, crosses. <laughs> so um, from the weak side, Iran tucked their outside backs in really tight. They, they, they play super narrow. That's why I think with him coming inside and with Brent Aronson or Tim Weah coming come inside, whoever's playing on that right side, it's going to be vital for Anthony Robinson or and Sergio desk to get involved in, in the attack and for them to, one play clean balls that are getting cut out by defenders are clearing the first defender, finding, finding runners. And two, maybe there's those, mo- those moments where we see Serginho or Anthony cut inside and then either play somebody or, or take a shot because that space is going to be there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, again, I go back to, I keep going back to, and I, I know that Canada took a, took a real beating, um, this week but but uh or i guess that was last week uh, technically
2: well, but yeah let's 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 touch on that because they were the better team in, lo- in most of the match against belgium they mm-hmm. they don't finish they they miss a penalty w- literally would have changed the game they come out against croatia and before that their coach herdman decides to say hey we're going to give it to croatia yeah yeah, and, and, you
0: can and again, say that contextually, room, contextually, why, how are you
2: going to say that to the press?
0: Yeah, exactly. Contextually, he's trying to show we we belong here, right? He's trying. He's not. My, my thing about that is that he made the choice to, to to share what happens behind closed doors with the media, right? And then the media right. ran with it, right? Yeah. He's not actually believing we're going to go smack a team that's one of the best in the world, uh, in, in, in Croatia. I think it, it was more based on this idea that. I'm, I've am i got my guys convinced that we can do this, right? Well, guess what? Someone else got motivated for it. And now we've got this game with the U.S. and Iran where there are some motivations. There's always been motivations between U.S. and Iran. There has always been tension. There's always been political side of things. There's a gigantic Iranian-American population of, of great people uh, that, that support Iran with pride, that are that are dual nationals as well. Uh, you know, there's all those things that play into it. And now, based on the removing of... of a logo uh, or an emblem within a flag, we've got added tensions. Now, whether you agree with the reasoning or whatever, or whose fault or whatever, all that stuff is still gonna play into Iran saying, let's, let's, let's leverage this. Let's use this energy that, that we can now pull from this to, to, to beat the US or at least get a result against the US that we need to get out of the group. The US on the other side are gonna feel the players, especially who've had nothing to do with this, are gonna have to figure out how to leverage or at least block out all of these distractions to go and get a win against Iran. I mean, do you really think all of this? I mean, I'm, in my mind, all of this stuff would be really hard to tune out, right? If I'm sitting in a hotel, I'm in Doha right now, I've got a game tomorrow, it is hard to not be looking on, on Instagram or looking on my phone or looking on the computer of what's going on, do you agree?
2: I think the US have done a good job, the players, of, of cutting off social media they they're not paying attention to it. And I think
0: I don't know. I give Winston McKinney that, love and he likes he likes my yeah, he sends me that heart back, know. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but I I think they're I think they're they're very intentional with their time on on social media yeah. because they know how it can take away from their the focus and cause distractions. This you know, we could see all up in the YouTube comments. We got the Iranian supporters and fans already trying to disrupt um talking talking that trash, saying Iran's going to win no problem uh I, I love the passion I, I love what Iran has done for, for the players yeah you know, for the country what they're doing for their country incredible but come tomorrow those. US boys that that men's national team uh, is is fit and ready to do to do the job um get into the knockout rounds which has always been the goal uh they they've I think they're right they're right on course they're doing what they're supposed to do. And with a win tomorrow, going unbeaten in the group stage, let's do it. I, I'm so I'm so ready. Let's go all day. I, I, have, I have no reason to doubt at this point. The only question for me is who plays the nine. That that's the only question, and I I know that's an important question because we're talking about the game, the game, the deciding game, in a in a group stage of a World Cup. And you don't have a certain nine, but there there are other countries who are still trying to figure out too at, at certain positions. In in this case please give Timothy way a run up there it just gives you another attacking option on the wing and and this is the the I guess the debate is why why take off Timothy way when he's been so successful on the right side well if you watch the England game Weston mcKinney now is is finding joy up that right side right Weston McKinney plays at, at Juventus and plays on, on the right side of the midfield and if him and, and Sergino desk can can be it almost like a tandem tag team on that right side and take care of the whole right flank, then you don't need Timothy Wea to stretch the right side, especially if Iran are going to be playing a little bit of the, oh, we're going to press, we're going to drop, we're going to press, we're going to drop because when they are in those, in those deep possessions positions, that's where you want Timothy Wea in the box. So for me, uh, it would be great to, to get um, Timothy Wea as the nine. And, and if they go with Josh Sargent, fine, Sargent. He, he's capable of of producing um, he does for, for Norwich in the championship and he, he showed some some glimpses in the first game against Wales. But if it doesn't work, make that move early. And, it, and I think that's what we all want to see. the adjustment in-game adjustments earlier from Greg Baralter, if things aren't going according to plan.
0: Yeah, that's well said, and I think again, the US and Iran are both coming into this game fully confident, right? Iran comes off of getting beat by England, where they looked subpar from the start, to now into getting that result against, against Wales that gives them a, a new belief. U.S., same thing. Glimpses against Wales don't get the result. And then England, again, only come out with a point, but a belief that they can beat anybody, a belief that they can compete with anybody. And I think this is going to be a huge matchup. Obviously, uh, the odds to win Group B are 600 for England just because they've got to just get a result against against Wales and the, and they'll be able to secure the group. US at plus 550. Uh, but to get out of this group, I find it really interesting because Iran's got to play with, I guess, Charlie, let me actually ask you this. Who's got more to lose in this context? Iran, who can, who've got to live with this idea of a draw, can get them through, right? So they don't need to score. They don't need to beat the US. Or, the US who knows that they have to go and win this game. I mean, I feel like the advantage actually goes to the US because there is a need and a necessity to go after it, to play because you're technically out already. You are out of the tournament and you have to win. You cannot draw. Uh, And and so I think that plays well into, into the tactics. And like I said, wanting to see them like they did against England, go out from the beginning and make Iran respect you in the way that you play. Make them feel like, man, this is gonna be a long day. You and I have both been on the field. When you feel those long days, then you go, man, I hope this is not like this forever because it can it can be tough uh, when, when you face a team that comes at you like that and you go, I'm going to have to do this for 90 minutes. No, thank you.
2: No, I think the U.S. are in a great position. Like you said, the pressure is on Iran because they have the advantage. A draw could could, could seal their their uh, place into the next round. So when you have that doubt in your head that we, we all we need to do is defend and, and get a draw versus – we gotta win this game. I, I would always take the let's win this game. Let's go out and get after it, especially when you're the better team. You have more quality, um, individual quality. Obviously, you have to play as a team, and and that's what's going to be the deciding factor in this game. But ultimately, I, I want I want my team to go after. It. And I think for Iran, it's, there's going to be a pressure because it's if the U.S. do score early, well, that throws out their whole game plan. And they're, they're not the, the, the best when it comes to having to throw all numbers forward and, and, and get a result. I mean, it took them into injury time to score both two goals. It wasn't in, in the first 90 minutes of this game. So right. um, wh- when I look at the U.S. and playing Brandon Aaronson on the right side, he's great at the press. He's great in transition. He's great with his movements. He might not be the best at the the – Breaking down opponents on the dribble, but with his movement, he he causes problems. And with him so active, and Timothy Wea and Christian Pulisic active, it's gonna come down to what I think is those late runs in from midfield. Eunice Musa and West McKinney. West McKinney in the air. Eunice Musa maybe dribbling up up into the to the uh, box and playing somebody a, a clean through ball. Uh, those slip passes uh, in between the lines. That's how we break down this opponent and. I think, again, Gio Reyna is going to come in as a super sub. He is not starting, in my mind, because he's not 100% fit. And you're not going to risk a player if he's not 100% fit. And so that is why we hadn't seen him. That's That could be the only reason. So there's a lot of people saying, why don't we address the Gio Reyna situation? There is no Gio Reyna situation. He's not 100% fit. That is why he's not playing. That's the only reason he'll get more time in this game. Just let it happen. Who knows if he comes in and changes the game and they get into a knockout round with more minutes, guess who, who will get the start? You know, you, you, it's, yeah. it's it's all about timing. I know we all want Gio Reyna to be on the pitch. I, we all know how good he is. But if he's not 100% fit and you can't guarantee him that he could – I always think of you can't play a player – if you don't think you get 90 minutes out of them, because you never know what's going to happen in a game, maybe you have to. You're forced to make a couple guys go 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 down injured. There's a red card. You have to you have to rely on players to play 90 minutes, and then you can make changes depending on the game. But you can't have these. You know, I'm going to sub him off at 60 minutes, and I'm going to sub him on at 70 minutes. If the game doesn't ask for that substitution, right? Yeah, um, I think so. It, here yeah. we go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's going to come down to being clinical, right? We know if you saw Iran, they had that big chance off the counterattack that was called back uh, for an offside play. They scored two off of great transition play. The U.S. also in a transitional moment are able to score a goal. When you look at a lot of the goals that have happened in this World Cup, it's just about being clinical. It's about seeing some of these players do extraordinary things, uh, putting balls into really dangerous positions, and then being able to finish them off. It's, it's literally classic football that I'm watching, right? Of just being clean and clinical in front of goal and then punishing teams because when you see the bad turnovers, teams at the international level at the World Cup are punishing teams. And so if they get that opportunity, whoever's going to capitalize on that and then like you said, if it's four, five, six passes that gets you in in front of the goal, team away gets that same chance again. He's got to finish it because you don't know how often that we're not producing a ton of goal scoring opportunities. So it's going to take uh, the ones that we get to be very, very clinical in order for us to win. Now, Charlie, before we wrap up the show, it would be yes. foolish if we didn't ask everybody in the comments, and I, I, I've seen a bunch of them already, what is the final score between the US and Iran? What is the final score? And then i got to ask you, I want everybody in the comments to just throw that in there, and Charlie, for you, what's the final score? What's the result? How does this one play out um, going into the uh, round of 16?
2: I'm going to go 2-1. The US men's national team gets it done. 2-1. I, I do think that the Iran gets a late goal. I think US get the a goal in the first half. They go up a goal because Iran has to change tactics. They're throwing numbers forward. The U.S. get another goal. And then l- late, the Iran gets a consolation goal. So I think it's it's 2-1. Yeah. Hey, I see a lot I of those arrows. I, I'd take that all day. But I, I do think it's going to be very close and I do think the U.S. get the 2-1 the win.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm being a little bit naive and, and playing into the fact that when the U.S. went to play out against England... They knew the Iran-Wales result. And mm-hmm. they knew it was going to come down to the Iran game. And they played with this freedom um, after a little bit that I haven't seen this team play with in a while. This belief of... Uh, uh, of And it was and it was individual and it was collective at the same time is a really weird thing where I saw... You know, usually we see like, okay, Team awaya he's in form. He's hot right now. Let's get him the ball, right? Like, feed the hot hand. But then it, all of a sudden you could see... Like, we saw a few times in qualifying we see three, four players almost look at each other and go, okay... We got this, and I want to see that going into this game. And so I think we're going to see the best performance we've seen from this US team at this World Cup in probably quite a
2: while. Whoa, you I'm behind. going to say two one. You
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm going to say two one as well because it's hard for me to 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 not think that Iran aren't going to be able to 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 counter something with with our back line that we have and the fact that we're going to probably have to push. For a while, uh, that could come in the form of 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 the game being really tight, but I do think the U.S. comes out on top. I'm going to say I would love to say 2-0, but I'm going to say two one. Realistically, the U.S. go through uh, and reach the round of sixteen, going in as the second team because I do think England uh, beat Wales as well. So that's that's what I'm going with. How, I appreciate all of our, you. Iran, obviously,
2: how do you think our Iranian friends feel?
0: Uh, I mean, I talked to I talked to Ari Alaverde from Golbizon, and I think he yeah. he called a draw, if I remember correctly. I know he was giving his prediction. I I came on for a segment on his show. I think he was doing a full prediction later on in the show, uh, in his show, and so I think he was going for for a draw. Obviously, one of the things that he said when he came on our pod was that he didn't think that football was the most important thing for the Iranian people right now and for obvious reasons, right? There's all these other things happening in their world, in their country, for the diaspora um, of, 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 of people uh, around the world trying to 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 figure out how they can support uh, their people in Iran. But now they got that result. And now it might be that thing that's important, whether that's just for 90 minutes, whether that's a, a moment of, 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 of quiet where the whole country can rally around this type of thing. I think it's starting to become that. And so uh, I I think Iran thinks that they can beat the US. They 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 showed in a way very differently than they did against England. So I'd be foolish if you caught any Iranian fans thinking that 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 thinking that the US were going to beat them at this point. How about you?
2: Hey, well well said and uh for Kai seven eighteen in the YouTube comment section, who's a who's an avid listener. Thank you. He said uh Carlos Kirosh, the Iran coach, said we are the best team in the group. That don't let that fool you. That that's all about. Putting the pressure on the U.S., taking the the, the pressure and dist- and causing this distraction, saying, "Guys, they're the best team in the group." Changing the focus, switching the mindset. So don't don't take that as, "Oh yeah, U.S. is the best team." Best team. He's saying he's complimenting us because he truly believes that. No, he's using that as a distraction. That's coaching 101. Hey, let's let's put all the pressure on them. They're the best team, not us. We're we're, hey. we're fighting against the odds.
0: There's going to be some in-game management from both of these coaches, yes. but ultimately it's going to come down to the players that we know, the players that we trust, the players that we believe, that we said we are going to judge this World Cup based on success and failure, drawing that line right down the middle on getting out of the group stages. You we now it. know what that picture
2: Let's do it. What's, we now time. know what
0: that picture is, Charlie. <laughs> we know what that picture is. It's getting out of the group stages. That means beating Iran in the final game. And uh, for everybody that doesn't know already, soccer—the the, the soccer world's eyes are focused on Qatar for the biggest event on the global stage. Stay up to date with every story and every heart-pounding moment with the Golasso Starting Eleven newsletter from CBS Sports. It's your ultimate guide to the beautiful game, taking you beyond the pitch and around the globe with expert analysis of everything you need to know in the world of soccer. So sign up today for free at cbssportscom Golasso. Once again, it's Golasso. Starting 11 newsletter, and you can sign up for free at cbssports.com slash G-O-L-A-Z-O. Now, obviously, Charlie, there was more that we wanted to get into in terms of Jurgen Klinsmann's comments, which we'll get to on another date. But I want to uh, at least uh, wrap this thing up on a positive note. So I'm going to give you your chance for your final thoughts, and then we're going to get yes. out of here. Uh,
2: again, I, I just want to shout out the YouTube uh, comments, the YouTube uh, live followers. Eric Monge, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, Dan Murphy. I see you guys always in here. Um, we appreciate it. This, this is our joy. This is our passion. We're talking about the U.S. Men's National Team. Heath and I both got to represent our country. Uh, it, it, it's awesome. We're, I think, a win against Iran will will take us to the next level. Talk about everyone in this country coming together again for 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 soccer. Let's go. I'm hyped. I, I see a lot of negative comments. No, not a lot, but there's a few. Let's let's turn. The narrative to positive. Why not support this team? Why not support this coach? Why not support this movement? And, and at the same time, be appreciative of, of Iran and what they're doing and, and the things that they have to challenge, uh deal with and, and the challenge that they face for their country, for their people. This this is why the game's so beautiful. It, it unites us, it, uh, it also brings up conversation and it and and like Tyler Adams eloquently put it, educates us. So I'm proud of you guys respect thank you for for watching and listening to us we absolutely uh enjoy this this is this is c- coming from the heart so i can tell you right now thank you and and let's go us let's support watch the watch along show uh tomorrow uh, i'll be on it with mls and then following that heath myself and jimmy conrad will will break down the game hopefully we're we're popping champagne we're talking about the next round but uh, uh again thank you all we we really appreciate it and Follow, subscribe. In soccer, we trust. Comment. We 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 love you. We need that. Let's go. Follow and subscribe.
0: Oh, Charlie. I, I mean, I thought maybe our producer Lisa was gonna just take it take it to the end credits right there, but I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll go over one more time as a reminder. We appreciate all of you, but as a reminder, right after. Uh, the the U.S.-Iran game. We are going to go live for you here to give you that recap. Hopefully, we have a lot of positive news to share from the U.S. Men's National Team perspective and talk about who our matchups are. But first, we got to go and get that result against Iran. So, of course, on behalf of myself, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, Jimmy Trash Can Cream Cheese, Conrad, who was here for a little bit, our producer, Lisa. Thank you, all of you. And uh, we will see you guys after uh, the match. See you soon.